What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And on today's episode, we'll be going over how the Bulls stayed pat at the trade deadline and how some Bulls fans are really, really upset at that, even though some of Bulls content creators like me have been telling you guys do not expect any major trades. On top of that, we'll be talking about buyout candidates and the Bulls' upcoming schedule leading into the All-Star break. We'll go over all that right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, as everyone knows, and I, I, I was going to, I did the trade deadline live stream, I was going to release another video last night, but I wanted to give everyone time to kind of calm down, work it out. Uh, the comments have been on, on fire and crazy. I know there are a lot of Bulls fans who are upset the fact that the Bulls did not make a trade last night. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of Bulls fans had the, this notion that the Bulls, it, it would have proven the Bulls, quote unquote, going all in to make a move at their trade deadline. And I'm going to talk about the reasons why they did. Now, we did get some quotes from, from AK on why the Bulls decided to stand pat and why they believe in this team and want to take a look at what this team looks like when fully healthy before making any decisions. Let's go ahead and get into that quote from AK first. And this is a direct quote. We like uh, what we look like when everyone was healthy. Hopefully we'll get this group back and see what we can do. And the, so the thing with that is, and the point that I've been drilling for a while now, and I don't want to belabor it, is just that, you know, the Bulls top 10 in offense and defense when they were fully healthy, well, quote unquote, fully healthy, because that was still without Patrick Williams. Um, and so I understand that. And like, like, like I've been saying for the longest, and, you know, a lot of people don't, like, didn't want to listen to it. I know, you know, I understand the concept and the fun and, and, you know, the, the thinking that the Bulls will get another star or things like that. They never really needed that. You know, this this team has a hole, right? And what they need is uh, 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 offensive. I'm sorry, not an offensive, a rebounding, shot blocking, big who can hit some open shots. They are more than likely going to be able to find that on the open market, on the open market, the buyout market on top of um, bringing in, bringing back Patrick Williams, and just getting everyone back healthy. I understand that that's not an excuse. That is reasoning, right? That is reasoning. Uh, before the Bulls, you know, and yes, we we as Bulls fans know players like Tony Bradley, Troy Brown Jr., Afonso McKinney. I know a lot of people are upset with Matt Thomas and all, all. Those are players that the Bulls fans, of course, are thinking, hey, why didn't we package one of those guys to go after somebody else? Listen, who's to say anybody would have taken that? Who does when you look at the trades that, that moved around, there were some surprising ones, right? Um, could the Bulls have gotten in on that Mar Marvin Bagley trade? Yes. But then again, I've always been telling you guys the Bulls weren't going to go after another young player. If they were, they were going to bring in a veteran, somebody that you kind of know. They weren't going to bring in anyone else with, um, you know, a, a bunch of uh, progression that needs to happen with their career or anything like that. So, you know, I get it. I, and I understand why I want to sympathize with Bulls fans and why, you know, some of them are upset, especially seeing other teams around us improve. But this front office didn't make moves for a couple of reasons. You know, one is you know, getting everyone back healthy, really taking a look at what this team looks like with Patrick Williams. I know there are going to be people in the comments, well, Patrick Williams is in the answer at the four. This front office has always seen Patrick Williams as the starting four um, since they made this team. And they're going to they're going to give that guy, uh, that player and a, and a young guy, and they should every chance to see how he develops in that position, a different position than what he played last year. So let's go on top. Let's on top of that. Let's talk about the flexibility in which the Bulls have just by waiting until next year's draft before they make a move. The Bulls can't trade their own first round pick. They can't trade Portland's first round pick. But once it's draft day, the Bulls, for even for my people who want to see Kobe White traded, again, you guys know I'm very outspoken on I want to see Kobe stay on this team. But with, with that being said, even for my people who want to see Kobe White, White traded, the Bulls can then package their own first round pick and during the draft 
with with Kobe White to go after a veteran, right? They have that flexibility. Then on top of that, their mid-level exception, on top of that, contracts of Troy Brown Jr. coming off and possibly even teams interested in him working that into a sign-and-trade, Derek Jones Jr.'s contract. This team has a lot of flexibility going forward, and I understand that this season was so surprising and so many people want to see what they think is us being a contender this season because, you know, people didn't expect DeMar to be this good. And, you know, the Bulls fans like to quote this three-year window. The Bulls only have a three-year window if they allow themselves to have a three-year window. What I mean by that is they can limit themselves to a three-year window or they can extend it and say, hey, let's 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 continue building this team in a way to where we can compete for now and compete for the and compete in the future. And the way to do that was always always to wait more towards the buyout market was always to hold on to young players that are so young like Patrick Williams with 20, Io with 22, uh Kobe with 21 who's about to be 22 also. It it was always better to hold on to that. That doesn't mean that they're going to hold the cards forever. And I think some Bulls fans have worked themselves into thinking it was either now or never. If the Bulls don't trade Kobe White now, they're never going to trade Kobe White now. And Patrick Williams the Bulls aren't trading Patrick Williams. So with that being said, I understand the frustration, but it just wasn't realistic. We got to stop hanging all of our hopes on these things and these um, these these milestones that we have for, as fans and not look at what this front office does. This front office built this team, turned around and, and completely flipped over the team in less than a year, right? And they built a really, really good team when fully healthy. So because of that, because of that, you got to trust this, the vision of AK and Eversley. Let's stop trying to overthink for the front office. Let's stop thinking that we know better than what this front office does. We finally have a front office with vision, meaning that, that they have a plan. They have a goal. They have a an idea how they want to continue to, to to build out this team. Yes, Zach Levine's extension is coming up. Vooch is also an expiring contract starting next year at the end of this season. So, like, with all those things that this team has, again, I think Vooch is going to resign for less money. But with all that being said, it did not, it never made sense for the Bulls to try to bring in any player with high salary that's going to be here long term. So in that part, and keep that in mind, they were never going to bring on long term salary. So then what the Bulls could have done, would have been doing is bringing in a big contract that then would have probably left. Right. If, especially if you guys want IO, it's a lot of things going on with this team. Stay focused. Trust this front office. Even if the Bulls don't compete this year it's not over it is not over by any means stop working yourselves into thinking that we just have this three-year window and then it's over it's not this is not the garpax era this is the ak and eversley era and they have tr shown that they deserve our trust period and that's where we're leaving that one on let's go ahead and get into the next topic buyout candidates i've i've done some research into figuring out who was potential buyout candidates for this team this year so what I've come, come up with now, Derek Favors isn't on this list because everything that I searched so far has not shown that there has been any significant movements or talk of Derek Favors actually being bought out. So that's why he's left off this list. If he's bought out uh, also in his freedom and his canner, um, he doesn't really solve what we need. So that's why he's not on there either. Um, so I'm just going to go over some buyout candidates. First one, Robin Lopez um, is a is a high buyout candidate. I really don't like I, I love Robin when he was on this team. I don't know if he necessarily brings what we need again, if he's the only one bought out. I would, I would, of course, they show some interest. Tristan Thompson is another one um, after being moved, and he was only included in that deal to make salaries work. He could very well be bought out here in a few days. We'll see. Buyout uh, deadline is March 1st, so Tristan Thompson is on that list as well. Paul Millsap, who we already know, the Nets have agreed and talked. So as of this point now, we know Paul Millsap is going to be bought out by everything that's come up. It was talked uh, and said that Paul Millsap and the Nets have agreed. Well, Paul Millsap did get moved to the Sixers, um, so is he going to be in their long-term plans? That's the question that remains to be seen. Um, they could use them. The Sixers definitely need a, a backup big, 
But there is a possibility that Paul Millsap can be bought out as well. Another player who was moved and another player that the Bulls fans have been asking for for a long time is that young being moved to the Raptors. Now, the funny thing about this is that you can completely see a world in which the Raptors can use that young and would and would like to have him on that team. But it is completely possible he wants to go to more of a contender that that young gets bought out and maybe comes back to a place where his uh, his rookie, right, that's what he calls Zach Levine and somebody he has a close relationship with, comes back and really helps fill in and continues to uh, mentor uh, Patrick Williams. So we could see that. Those are, the, those are the buyout candidates that I have on the list right now. As you see, I left off any guards there. I know people have been talking about Goran Dragic, uh, Schroeder possibly being bought out. I've never really understood or the, the concept of the Bulls really needing to, uh, to add another guard unless we get word that Lonzo or Caruso aren't coming back this season. Even then, as long as one of those guys come back, I think we're fine at the guard position. So that's why I focused on the bigs there. Let me know of those candidates. Who are some of the ones you are more interested in? Let me know down below as well. What are some other candidates that I missed on this list that you would like to hear me talk about and uh, add into this buyout candidate list? But that's the list right now. I know like Dwight Howard's a possibility. Um, Drummond's a possibility as well. There's uh, another Lakers big too. I know people have talked about Willie Cauley Sign, but Willie Cauley Sign's been out of basketball for personal reasons more than anything else. And we don't know whatever's going on with him if he's even ready to return to basketball. So that's why I've left a couple of the, the players that I know Bulls fans are interested in off the list. But I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about them or any other buyout candidates. So make sure uh, you get those into me if you do have anyone you want me to discuss possibility coming on this team. I know Boucher um, is also one that people have talked about. I didn't really find any hard evidence of him being bought out. So you know, we'll remain to be seen with that. So, but that's it. That's the, the buyout candidates uh, that I'm talking about so far. Let me know what you think about everything down below. Let's get into the next one. The Bulls play the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. We need to see a great effort like we did against the Hornets. I know the Minnesota Timberwolves aren't the team that the Hornets are, but they can be dangerous, right? And they, it, they can cause matchup problems. We need to see the Bulls execute on both sides of the ball, continue giving that effort defensively like they gave in that Hornets game. And we know the offense can take care of itself. How do, the, how do the players rebound? I know Io's been moved to questionable. We'll see if he ends up playing or not. Um, but, you know, overall with this Bulls, it's the same story that it has been. Effort, 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 especially while we're so depleted. Who on the bench steps up as well? Really looking forward to this game. The Bulls are heading into a four, uh, a, a four straight home game stretch against sub-500 teams leading into the All-Star break. I really want to see the Bulls win all four of these games. Um, now, we know how things happen with this Bulls team that that very well May not happen, but hey, it would be nice to see um, them them do that and them come out on, on top there. Uh, they have Minnesota, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Sacramento. We already seen what San Antonio did to us before. How did the Bulls stop uh, the pick and roll on Valentine's Day? So we'll see about that. But that's all the games that we have leading into the All-Star break. We come back out of the All-Star break with home games against Atlanta and Memphis. Both of those games could be really tough for the Bulls. So we'll see what they do there. The schedule gets right back tough after the All-Star break. Now, a couple of week or so after the All-Star break, we should we should possibly see Derrick Jones Jr. come back. So we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, these next four games, I really would love to see the Bulls go on a four-game winning streak at home. But we'll see what will remain to be seen. I want to see great effort from the Chicago Bulls team and energy on both sides of the ball so that they we can see the best version of basketball that they can play with this current team. Listen, Bulls fans, I know a lot of you guys are disappointed. I understand that there's some, you know, portions of the fan base that are really Really, the, the, just the momentum and everything has just been completely taken out. There are people now saying the Bulls may not even listen. Bulls fan base, let it calm down. Let it let it go away. Let's see the basketball that's played. We got players coming back sooner rather than later. I understand it. I understand the fan base. I'm really trying to be sympathetic with the fan base, even though I have this is the expected outcome that I've been talking about for months at this point now. But I understand that a lot of you guys are disappointed, man. Heads up. 
Go Bulls. You already know what it is. You guys got to see red, man. Make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Like I liked in everything on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.